Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. Reality. Some talk shows think all of their opinions are right. This one, this one knows they are. This is Perception is Reality. Christopher H. Bilbury is a no-nonsense, well, maybe a little bit of nonsense, political activist, local government watchdog, and all-around good Hoosier and God-fearing American citizen. Is this guy for real? Holding lawmakers accountable and educating citizens on the importance of participating in their local government with a dab of national and world politics and a little pop culture and maybe some real-life common sense. This, this is, is Perception is Reality. And this is Christopher H. Bilbrey. And this will shut that stupid Who you calling stupid? Stupid, stupid, stupid. Who you calling stupid? So you're calling me stupid? You just called me stupid. You know how stupid you are? That's stupid. Stupid. Are you, are you stupid? Are you stupid or something? Stupid. Being stupid, you can't really change what you're doing. Stupid. Well, welcome to this 61st episode of Perception is Reality, my stupid little show. I'm your stupid little host, Christopher H. Bilbrey. Thank you for taking some time to be here with me today. Uh, you know, it really means a lot that you give me 40, 45 minutes of your time every Tuesday and every Saturday or, or whatever days that you listen to the show. I want to thank you for being here and listening on whichever of the podcast hosting sites is your favorite. Of course, you can find us on iTunes, on iHeartRadio, on Google Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, Radio Public, and many, many more. I'm calling this 61st episode of the show Plate of Baby Hands, and I know, I know, that's a really weird title. I'll explain it a little later on in the show. I also want to tell you there's a really weird cover art that goes along with it. To see that, you have to go to the home station of perception.fireside.fm. It'll be there. The most recent episode is always the first one in line, so you'll be able to see it. And basically, it's just a plate of these little baby hands. It's really strange. You'll understand, and I'll explain it a little bit later on in the show. So be sure to share the show, share this episode, share the podcast overall with everyone you know by word of mouth and on social media. Help bring people to the platform. Help bring people to the show. Introduce the podcast as a whole to people that you may know. Tell them, hey, check out this single episode. Check out the show in general. That just helps increase the listener base. It helps increase the platform. And it gives us more people that find out what we're doing here. 
that then in turn might contact the show with information. It might give us things to look into, and it really just helps us overall. It helps you guys. It helps me. It gives us more information and more fodder for the show. I want to thank you guys for listening, for coming back each and every episode. Our listener stats are up. We are doing fantastic, and that's because of all of you, so thank you for that. I do want to say real quick before we begin the show that in the last couple weeks, I've been hearing from a lot of different people from all over Indiana, outside of East Central Indiana, and outside of the state. People that have been listening, people that are empowered to be active in their governments, people who have been kind of interested in what's going on here in East Central Indiana, simply because of what they've been listening to here. So that lets me know that the show has a reach, it's getting the message out, it's getting the point across, and it lets me see in tangible ways that it is reaching the people and you know one way or another good or bad i am making some kind of an impact here and i have to thank you each and every one of you because without you it's just me talking to my hard drive so I want to thank you all very much. Let's get into this episode. Like I said, the title, Plate of Baby Hands, is kind of a weird title. And, and I want to say this. The beginning montage of all of the stupid talk. Obviously, if you've paid much attention to social media, you paid attention to the Muncie City Council meeting, you're aware of what's going on. And I want to say I'm just kind of poking fun at myself. I am not mad at Dan Ridenour because of the comment. He and I have taken care of all of this. It's water under the bridge. Of course, I was going to run with it. Hell, I'm going to make up some t-shirts that say hashtag stupid bilberry. S-T-O-O-P-I-D-B-I-L-B-R-E-Y. One word. And I'd like to get some perception is reality. Hashtag I'm with stupid bilberry shirts made. Hell, I think that would be freaking outstanding. I'm not mad at Mr. Ridenour. Things will be all right. We'll be here. It is what it is. And that leads me into talking about what the title's about. So this episode is being recorded on Tuesday, December 3rd, 2019, which means Thanksgiving was just back last week. And after the holiday, I got together with a group of different people, some friends and some acquaintances and others, for a Friendsgiving type of party. And I gotta say... The people that I was with, some of them I've counted as friends for quite some time. Some of them are newer friends. Some of them are just acquaintances. But they're people that I sat around with and had a good conversation with, had a great time. I've talked to them before. I'll talk to them again. And honestly, I consider them my friends now. I'm not going to out them because I don't feel as though, you know, I don't have that permission to do. But I want to say the title of the show came because we walked into the house. It's a beautiful home. And in the little sitting room area where we were was a plate, a little saucer. And on top of this plate 
was an array of small little, from a distance that looked kind of like plastic, hard plastic, little doll baby-like hands, you know, four fingers and a thumb, all different kind of pastel-like colors, yellow, green, blue, and I just laughed when I saw this, and there was a woman there that I've known for a very long time, and we looked at it together, and I said, what is this plate of baby hands and she said oh my god that has got to be a title for one of your podcast episodes plate of baby hands that's a podcast episode title if i've ever heard it she said people won't know what's going on they'll think you freaked out they won't know what to do and then we kind of laughed about it and that was basically that now i did take a picture of this plate containing the baby hands, and that's what the cover art is, this little plate of baby hands. Now, as far as what these little baby hands actually are, well, wait, I hope I've not lost you. Just bear with me a second. I promise this is going to get to politics. There is a point here, I promise. Just bear with me, because I'm just telling a story, me and you, some old friends. Just chill out, have a beer, not if you're driving down the road. Definitely not if you're sitting on the toilet. Well, maybe if you're sitting on the toilet. I don't care. I don't know how you listen to this, but we're just a couple of friends sitting here. We're going to get to the politics of it, and it's important, and it ties in with the stupid talk at the beginning and, and everything else that's currently going on. So just bear with me a moment. But the the hands, I picked them up. They were actually soaps. So there was some kind of mold that allowed someone to create these little soaps that look like baby hands. They are little hand soaps, get it? They're hand soaps. So this soap was made into these little baby hands. You put it there next to your sink, in the bathroom or wherever, and you tell everybody, look, there's the hand soap. Anyway, the host of the party, the owner of the home, said, I just like to put them on this little plate here. Everybody always asks about them, and they just kind of look neat. They were pastel in color. And so we sat and laughed about them. I took a picture of it, and we moved on. Had a lovely evening talking to people that I might not normally talk with. And that's where we're going to go on the other side of this quick break as we get into the political aspect of this 61st episode of Perception is Reality, Plate of Baby Hands, I'm Christopher H. Bilbrey, and we'll be right back. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh text and whatever but when you get behind the wheel give your phone to a passenger put it in the glove box just don't text and drive visit stoptextsstoprex.org a message from NHTSA and the Ad Council perception perception is reality reality perception is reality reality oh alright well we're back folks episode 61 plate of baby hands and we're getting ready to get into why that means anything. It really doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it's just a weird thing that a friend said at a friend's giving back last week, but it's an analogy to me. 
it's it's an analogy and I'm getting ready to explain that now. So I sat in this house with let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Like there were like eleven to twelve, thirteen, fourteen people at this place, okay? And it's at, at a house and it's in the city of Muncie and they are people who are political, okay? They're people who I'm friends with a few of them. Uh, I would consider myself good friends with a few of them. I would consider myself acquaintances with the majority of the others. And there were one or two people there that I didn't know or that I met for the first time that we've known of each other. You know, they obviously know who I am, and I know who they are. And we've been on opposite sides before. And so we sat there, and I was there probably from 6.30 until 11.30, 12 maybe, and had a wonderful time. And let me explain this. We talked politics. We talked current events in the world, we talked national politics, local politics, we talked Democrat, Republican politics, we talked about my beliefs, their beliefs, we talked about nothing, we talked about movies, we talked about kids, we talked about dogs, we talked about nothing and everything, and we laughed and had a good time. It was the holidays. We talked about Donald Trump. We talked about Nancy Pelosi. And we just had great conversation and a good evening and good times. And nobody got in any fights. Nobody was argumentative. And we disagreed there. There were disagreements. There were things that we had in common and there were things that we did not have in common. And politics was something that we did not really have in common because I was kind of an outsider. And I'll be really honest. I feel as though I was extremely welcome. They made me feel like not only was I welcome, but they enjoyed having me, even though I've said things on this very podcast about their belief systems or about their friends or people that they support. They didn't look at me as an enemy. They looked at me as somebody who has an understanding about politics and has my belief and has a right to express my belief. They looked at me as somebody who can have an intellectual discussion because I'm not stupid, okay? That's, I guess, debatable, but I guess they don't feel as though I'm stupid. Well, maybe they do too, I don't know. We'll have to catch them on a hot mic too someday, but as of yet, we still haven't done that. I'm sure at some point they've probably said things about me. We'll just have to see if we ever catch them. But until we do, I'll have to go off of how they've treated me. And they've treated me in such a way that is conducive to open dialogue, civil discourse. Now, this recording is being made after the last city council meeting for the city of Muncie, Indiana. 
There's still a city council meeting that has to happen in Winchester. There's still a city council meeting that has to happen in Anderson. There's still one that has to happen in Union City, Indiana. So there's still communities that have business going on. However, the city of Muncie met for their last city council meeting Monday evening, December 2nd. But they didn't get anything done. They didn't get any business done because they still had and still have even yet this illegal council person still on the council and they've not done anything to rectify that. So the way I look at this, the way that some attorneys that I've talked to look at this, and the way that I believe the Secretary of State's office looks at this after I have had discussion with them is that we have a situation here where anything voted on from the very most minuscule topic or issue to the very largest can be overturned, can be challenged, and can cause issue for the council, for the city, moving forward because they were allowing somebody to take part in these council decisions that shouldn't be sitting there taking part in these decisions. So they didn't feel like they should deal with this back in November. And behind the scenes, I talked to various current council members who are all telling me different things, and I'm hearing different things about how they look at this and what they plan to do and what's going to be done, and I'm hearing a bunch of stuff that really just doesn't leave one to have much hope that these people are firing on all cylinders and have an understanding of what their duty is and what's important and what's not important. So we're in a situation now where this has been thrust upon a citizen to have a lawsuit against this illegal John Hampton, and there is a court case coming up, a hearing, on Thursday, December 5th, and a decision, I guess, will be made then. But they acted so peculiar because they didn't bring this up for a vote to remove him at the beginning of the meeting. They didn't bring it up after the pledge. They didn't bring it up after the prayer. They didn't bring it up after the citizen recognition. They didn't bring it up when the committee report first started. Matter of fact, they let this illegal council person talk during the committee reports because he has a committee that he chairs even and they let him do all of this so a citizen Audie Barber stands up and says I would like you guys to take a vote to remove John Hampton and the president of the council Doug Marshall was MIA he said he wouldn't be there last month so we all knew Going into this, there would only be eight members, and one of them's illegal, so they only have seven actual members there and one illegal member. Nora Powell, a lame duck counselor, was the presiding officer, and she was telling the citizen to sit down, 
And when Audie got up and said, I would like a vote, these people who are claiming, and I'm talking about Dan Ridenauer as a council member and Brad Polk, that they were going to bring this up and that Audie storming the gate and Audie standing up and demanding something be done didn't cause them to vote, that they were going to bring this up. And I'll be honest, this is what I believe. I believe that they were going to, as a last resort, that they honestly, truly didn't want to do this because they didn't want to rock the boat with John Hampton. They didn't want to cause any issue. And they were hoping that we wouldn't be there, that Audie wouldn't be there, that I wouldn't be there, that citizens wouldn't be there to demand their action because they had lots of other opportune times to bring up their dissatisfaction with him sitting on the seat and they did not do it when audie first stood up and nora told him to sit down that would have been the perfect time for polk councilman brad polk to say excuse me wait a minute yes audie go ahead sit down but madam president i would like to bring this vote before the council and we would like to remove john hampton he didn't do that. Matter of fact, the camera is right on his face while this is happening. And he's sitting there looking tweedledum, tweedledee-ish, like he don't have a clue what's going on. It doesn't look like he's sitting there with information in front of him to remove this council member that's sitting there illegally because this council member bought heroin and had possession of heroin when he was arrested for felony possession of heroin, possession of a controlled substance, misdemeanor possession of marijuana, and then in another charge was charged with a felony besides the heroin felony for felony dealing marijuana. And I'm not just talking about he had a dime bag bagged up and they charged him with dealing. I mean, the confidential informant bought pounds of marijuana from him. And listen, I think they should legalize narcotics. What a person wants to put in their body and wants to do in their own home, as long as they're not hurting people, that's nobody else's business. That doesn't mean I'm a junkie. It doesn't mean I would smoke pot. It just means I believe in personal freedom. But the problem is, until it's different, the law is the law, and the law says these substances are illegal, and the law says that possessing them and dealing in them is a crime, and the law says that if you were found guilty by a judge or jury of a felony, even if the felony was later reduced to a misdemeanor, that you cannot serve as an elected official in the state of Indiana. It also says if you pled guilty to a felony, even if the felony was later reduced to a misdemeanor, you cannot serve as an elected official in the state of Indiana. That's different than if somebody is charged with a felony and from that charge they plead guilty to a misdemeanor. That means they pled to a misdemeanor and they were never pleading or guilty of the felony. That's different. What's happening in John Hampton's case is he was arrested twice for felonies, he was charged twice for felonies, and he pled to felonies twice. If you don't like that, talk with your lawmakers and change the law you have that ability give them a call but right now it is what it is and he has to be removed
But what I'm talking about is they didn't stand up to do what they told us they were going to do. They were forced into it because it was down to the showdown between a citizen, the police, and the council. So they fumble along and bring it up, and all chaos ensues, and they end up not doing it, and they just ended up adjourning the meeting, which means city business didn't get done. And you have a few supporters of these two council members, Dan Ridenauer, who will be the mayor in 2020, and Brad Polk, and you have others who are saying, oh, this was a big circle jerk, this was a big clown show, and this was a circus, and Audie Barber and Christopher Bilbrey this and that. Wait a minute. We are speaking truth to power, and I am there making sure that the dark isn't prevailing and that the truth and the right is coming to the forefront and that the corruption is no longer winning the day. Now, I don't care if that means I'm stepping on your toes and you don't like what I have to say and you're mad at me. That doesn't mean I've turned on Dan Ridenauer. It means if Dan Ridenauer deserves to be called out, then I'm going to call him out. And if he wants to call me stupid for that, that's fine. I think that's an ignorant remark on his behalf because he's starting out in the hole right now. He can dig out of it. And I might be very happy with what he does going into 2020. I'm just not happy with what he's done so far. And he admitted it to me, ladies and gentlemen, that he fumbled, and they've fumbled up the last several meetings. And he said that those were his words to me after the meeting in front of City Hall with Nora Powell standing there, with Jeff Robinson standing there, with Jason Chafin from MFD standing there, with Audie Barber standing there, and with Michael Grindstaff standing there from MFD and a few others. He admitted to me, Dan Ridenauer, that he, Dan Ridenauer, fumbled these last several meetings and things should have been different. But where do we go from here? Well, this is what I see. I see people on the current incoming administration now giving me hell for the fact that I'm willing to not let stuff go just because, well, Dan is the man and Dan's going to be the mayor. That's fine. When something deserves to be called out, I'm going to call it out. And I know it might be like, well, why are you bothering? Just let it go. It's petty. It's No, it's not. It's very serious because it's the whole foundation of what you build your administration on. If you're building your administration on shaky ground to start with, there's no place to go from there. There's no place to go. If you're already compromised because of actions or inactions now, then what's it going to be like in a year and a half. 
And these are the tough questions. I'm not saying he's going to. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. I'm saying his inactions, Polk's inactions, or their actions, whatever you want to call them, is leading me to have these questions. It's leading a lot of other people in the city of Muncie to have these questions. And I'm not going to go away. So all of you supporters of Dan Ridenour, who at one point or another from April 2019 through today has considered me a friend and has liked what I do and has liked my show when I'm speaking favorable of Dan Ridenour or when I'm speaking favorable of Belinda Munson, for example, for everyone who's been okay with that, who's also been okay with me calling out Dennis Tyler, who's also been okay for me calling out the corruption and the dirty people that are being arrested and indicted and looked at for fraud and corruption and police brutality and this and that and everything else, who's now mad at me <laughs> because I'm now daring to use that same mindset in calling out or questioning people who we consider, quote-unquote, to be on our side. You know, yeah, I'm a Republican. I'm a conservative. People that are conservatives or Republicans or friends of Dan's think that because I consider myself a Republican or conservative, I should just look the other way on a question that I have with Dan if it's going to hurt him, if it's going to hurt him, we should ask ourselves, why is he in the position that something that's being done or not done could hurt him? Shouldn't he be in a position where he is stopping that? You know, I'm so sick of hearing everybody saying, well, he's choosing his battles. He's not the mayor yet. I'm not asking him to be the mayor yet. I'm not asking him to be the hero I don't know that he's capable of being the hero. We, that's yet to be seen. I'm asking him in the time that he's still a counselor to do his damn job. And if that's going to make people mad, well, then you're going to have to be mad. There are people who are upset with me right now that I like. I like them as people. And I support any type of friendship that I have with them. And I would cherish that. And we would be okay, but if you're going to be upset with me because I'm asking Dan Ridenour a question, then we might as well go ahead and part ways because we've got a whole four years and 24, 25 days of me asking questions. Now, no, that doesn't mean... Every council meeting is going to be a shit show where I'm asking the same thing over and over and over and over. That's not going to happen unless there's a call for it to happen. And then I will do what needs to be done each and every time. And that's what I'm trying to build 
others who understand that same mentality. We can't just look the other way when it's people that we like. We can't say, well, I say shame on him and down with that action because he's in charge, but yet when I get in charge, I'm going to run it how I want and I'm going to do the same thing. That doesn't work that way. That makes us no better than the people we're trying to fight against. That's the same type of corruption that's currently being fought and sought out and investigated in the city of Muncie and elsewhere. I just want people to understand it's nothing personal. Furthermore, furthermore, I should be able to ask these questions and for Dan and I to still get along and for his supporters and I to still get along because I've asked questions of the other side and I've made statements and I've railed against the other side, the Democrats, Phil Nichols, Dennis Tyler, and others for, you know, a very long time. And yet, Democrats and people who might be Republicans but that might like the other side feel comfortable around me. And I can sit in a party with a plate of baby hands with people who I have talked out about, with people who have beliefs that I have spoken out against, and they can be welcoming. But yet, the people who are currently on the way to power are so apparently fragile that they are going to turn away from me. They are going to call me names. They're going to say what I'm doing is not right. When I was just doing this same thing to the other side and you liked it then. I've had other episodes where I've talked about people being hypocritical and hypocrites and how I absolutely just detest that. We all need to be able to have that plate of baby hands. We all need to be able to step outside of politics or be intelligent enough to understand that civil discourse is exactly that. I want to be civil. I want to do things the easy way. I want to do things a respectable way. And I want to make sure that city government is progressing forward. But when you push me in a corner and you cause me to do things like civil disobedience, like standing up and refusing to sit down, like getting a meeting shut down because it's an illegal freaking meeting, well, then I'm going to do it because 
that's what's right. And I'm going to do that if it's a 214 person I'm doing it against or if it's Dan Reidenauer. And if you don't like that the council meetings have been such a circus atmosphere, then quit electing the clowns to represent you. You know, the way that the council handle themselves and handle the meetings speak directly to what you're so concerned about. It doesn't speak towards me. It doesn't speak to Audie. It speaks to counselors that don't have a clue what they're doing. Nora Powell, she didn't run that meeting like a boss, like a few people said. She ran that meeting like she didn't have a clue what was going on and she was attempting to give every possible out to John Hampton. And we get the council attorney, Joe Hunter, who is roundabout through marriage related to John Hampton, who's his best buddy old pal. They roll around on the karate mats together, doing their kung fu fighting. He's getting up there, and he's not going to say anything against his buddy, his pal, his friend. He's going to tell them to let this be. And he's going to stumble around while doing it, and he's going to act like he's just completely out of it. And people are going to say that I caused that, or that Audie caused that, and that we're tacky or shameful. Shame on you. Shame on you for not having any more of a backbone or scruples or balls or whatever you want to call it, a spine, for being able to stand up and say, hey, what's right is what's right. Don't yell at me and tell me that you want to conduct city business while you're not willing to remove the person who is the barrier between you doing the city business and you not doing city business. And don't be a supporter of a political party or a supporter of a candidate on either side, Republican or Democrat. Don't be the supporter that is so blind that you can't question your candidate. Don't be the citizen that is not willing to stand up and do the right thing because it might hurt the person that you put in power. Let me tell you, if what you're doing is hurting the person that you put in power, but it's to the benefit of your city, then you're doing the right thing, and the person that you helped get to that seat isn't. And that's why you should be doing it and continuing to do it. Now, I'm not speaking negatively about Dan Reidenauer in any of this. And I know that people are going to say that and people are going to think that. But this same principle applies to Bob McCoy in Winchester and Chad Spence in Union City and every other politician everywhere. I'm not here to be a friend to the politician, to be a friend to the mayor, a friend to the council member. Yes, if we can be friendly 
and we can be supportive, and I'm on their side, and everything's hunky-dory, that is better overall for everybody. But it's politics, folks. You're not going to agree with somebody 100% of the time. I've been saying that for a very long time. You're not going to agree with me 100% of the time, so get ready. There are going to be times that I say things that you're not going to like or agree with. It's how you deal with it. Doesn't mean you should just quick turn me off, don't ever listen to me again. It means we just disagree. Well, to that same end, if you were on Brad Polk's re-election committee, or you were on Belinda Munson's election committee, or you were on Aaron Clark's election committee, and I'm just throwing those guys out there because I've not really talked like Aaron Clark, okay? I'm, I have no beef with him. But if you are a friend of Aaron Clark, or you are a friend of Jeff Robinson, or you're a friend of Jerry Dishman, and you helped work for them and helped to get them reelected, don't think that you're going to agree with them 110% on everything. You shouldn't. Nobody agrees with somebody 100% of the time. And if you do, you gotta ask yourself really what's going on because that's not really at that point a political deal. It's not really you being a supporter. It's you being a fanatical. It's you really needing to question what your relationship is. And you might have to look at how you can back it off some. Because nobody agrees with everybody. Or nobody agrees with one person 100% of the time. You're going to disagree. It's how you disagree. So, Dan Ridenour gets caught at the end of a live feed at the recess on the council meeting talking to Brad Polk and Julius Anderson, and they're talking about whether the vote to remove Hampton is going to take five votes or six votes. Julius Anderson is telling Dan Ridenour to stay out of it, and I don't know what that means. That would be interesting. I'd like to know what Julius Anderson was telling Dan to stay out of. What you mean, stay out of the fight? And Dan's saying, well, we don't have enough of the votes, blah, blah, blah. And then he says, we just need to shut that stupid bilberry up. And he got caught. Okay, we move on. Listen, I'm not mad at Dan. Dan apologized. I'm poking fun of it. I'm going to release shirts that say perception is reality, hashtag I'm with stupid Bilberry, or perception is reality, hashtag stupid Bilberry. You know, I think it's funny. Not a big deal. We move on. We move past it because that's getting lost in the weeds and we're getting off the path. And the path has to be being able to have a dialogue being able to have people that we support and that we agree with, understanding that there are people that we don't support and agree with, and being able to talk to both sides. You should be able to talk to the people that you support and the people that you are aligned with. You should also be able to ask them tough questions. You should also be able to talk to the people that you don't agree with. Because it's politics, and they all work for the citizens. And so it's the citizens that are in charge, and they need to keep that in mind. And their supporters need to keep that in mind. If you want to blindly follow somebody, that's fine. 
but let everybody know, hey, I'm out here, I'm blindly following this person, I agree with everything they say, so I'm not looking out for the best of the city, I'm just wanting a job with this person, or I'm wanting to say, hey, I know so-and-so, I'm friends with the mayor, yada, 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 I'm friends with this council person, this commissioner, this prosecutor, because you're not doing what's best for the city when you're blindly following somebody. We need to be more like the group in the house with the plate of baby hands, those baby hand soaps, where we are people coming from different backgrounds, different ideologies, different political beliefs, and we are able to have a decent discussion that's how the city of Muncie, the city of Winchester, the city of Indianapolis moves forward. This is how government is to be ran. That's it, folks. We really need to think about making the change to make things better in this situation. Listen, we have to come to an understanding that we're not all the same person. We don't all have the same beliefs, same goals. But we should all agree that we want the best for our communities, okay? So if we're all working towards that goal, then we can have different mechanisms, different vehicles, ways and maneuvers of getting there as long as we're all keeping our eye on the prize. But when your eye is focused on making sure that no one asks anything tough of your friend or your candidate or your man Stan or your man Dan or Brad Polk or anyone else, when your goal is making sure that your person is in power and then damn the torpedoes, everything else is fair game, and as long as we don't ask your person the tough questions, everything's okay. And then if your person isn't in power, well, then everything is fair game. Well, then you, my friend, are part of the problem, not part of the solution. And we need to be working on getting you out of the way. And I'm just afraid that there are communities that are waiting for people to come to power in 2020 that have that situation in place. And so we're going to have to monitor it. And I'm going to be here. And I'm going to monitor it. And I'm going to do what I think is right. And I'm going to do what I think is wrong. And eventually one day I'll jump the shark. I'll say or do something that I think is correct that won't be. And I'll have to walk it back. But so far that hasn't happened. So far, even when I assume... I've been right, you know, that's just what it is. Eventually, I'll jump the shark, but until I do, I'm going to ride the wave, and there will be times that you and I agree, my listeners that I love, and there will be times when you and I don't agree, and I'll still love you guys. I just want to know, are you going to treat me like the people at the house with the plate of baby hands? Or are you going to treat me like the people who are only concerned about protecting their candidate at all costs and not what's best for moving a community forward and for making plays that benefit everyone 
in the community. That just simply cannot work, and it will not work, because right is right, and wrong is wrong, and I'm going to call out wrong each and every time, and I'm asking you to join that fight with me. Understand, we might not always agree. I understand that. I might not agree with you. You might not agree with me. But as long as we're doing what's right, then we simply cannot go wrong. So make a pledge to join the fight today. Above political parties and all that nonsense, pledge to fight to make your community the best place it can be to live, work, and play. You're listening to Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbury, and we'll be right back after this quick break. Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. Reality. All right, folks, that's going to do it for this 61st episode of Perception is Reality, a plate of baby hands. I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you share this episode with everyone that you know and help bring people to the platform. Remember to spread the word. Tell everyone you know you can find Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey on all major podcast hosting sites, as well as the home station of perception.fireside.fm. Help a brother out and share that information with everyone you know. Until next time, stay safe, God bless, and we'll talk talk to you again real soon you've been listening to perception is reality with christopher h bilbrey Bilbrey. tune in like and subscribe at perception.fireside.fm hook up on facebook at facebook.com backslash bilbrey 318 and on twitter at p-i-s-r bilbrey email khbilbrey at gmail.com or get off your butt and call the show at 765-546-9796. Till next time, remember, perception, perception is, is reality. Reality. This has been Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, where we aim for better government through citizen involvement.